0: A Tricky Kid Media original presentation distributed by iHeartRadio. Welcome to Tricky Kid Radio, where the past and the future meet the present for a fun mix of yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Hosted by filmmaker and DJ Roy Turner.
1: So, joining us uh, this week is a legendary guitarist and manager and all around creator of the legendary band Twisted Sister. He's written a book called Twisted Business His Lessons from Rock and Roll. JJ, welcome to Tricky Kid Radio.
2: Thanks for having me. I appreciate it.
1: You know, one thing I wanted to ask you was that I was actually working at uh, TVT uh, or interning when that Seven Dust record came out. Um, and I got to know Lejon and Clinton, those guys, pretty well. Um, I, was, I was wondering, though, one thing I never knew was, was why did they call you? Like, how, how did that happen?
2: Well, you know how the Twisted Sister story is a long story and yes. and it evolved over many years. Well, Seven Dust started out with me getting a demo tape from a band in Atlanta in 1988 called Red Threat. They had really good originals. So I went down to Atlanta and we signed them to a production deal and we spent a year producing this demo and, and nothing happened. And that changed again into a grunge band two years. So we got a production deal with that and it didn't happen. It became Snake Nation. And Snake Nation was now a grunge band. And now Snake Nation had this different lead singer, but they had Morgan and Vinny. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's they started to, to come into this picture. At some point, I was in Atlanta with Snake Nation. And I remember saying, I remember a band that opened for Snake Nation called Body and Soul, and Lejean was the singer. And now it's 1994, 95 calls me. And he says, hey, man, you know that guy you told me about? If I ever get that guy, I got that guy. So I go, what's the name of this band? He goes, Crawl Space. I go, who's in it? He goes, me and Vinny. Can you help us get a deal? I said, no. And I said, the only way I could see you is you've come up to New York, which I figured he would never do because they would never they never did it. And the next thing you know, he calls me up and he goes, we're coming to New York. I went, oh, Jesus Christ. I quickly called up CBGB's, because I called uh, the Bitter End, which is a folk club, why they even booked the band. I have, I called Terry Kennedy, who owned the Rock Ridge Saloon that was across the street from the Bitter End, and she hung up on me. My friend, Tom Jack, who's in a band called Jack's that I had managed, and he owned a bar on Houston Street, like a real freaking low-life heroin bar. And, uh, you know, they're like a fish out of water. You know, if anybody's walking around and hanging damn, Jay, you know, that there's a building, you know, like, you know, just like, it was kind of funny, you know, but the, yeah. I have video, I videoed the whole, I have like a an amazing video of me taking them on the circle line and all this stuff, you know, so, oh, wow. so, so they play The Bitter End, right? At first they play CBGBs and there's nobody in the room and I b- invited a record company people down, they pass on them. Then they played The Bitter End and they followed like a folk group or something. And so they plugged in and they immediately went into like a seven dust rift and the place emptied out. I have a film of me standing at the front door and whoever (laughs) was in the room was left. And all that was left was the band and their girlfriends. And that was it. And I'm apologizing to Kenny going, I'm really sorry, man. And he goes, no, fuck it. I like the tape. I don't give a shit. These people don't care. You know? So, so then this woman from the Rockridge saloon that was directly across the street, Terry Kennedy who had the person that hung up on me? She comes in and Kenny says to me, JJ, come here. This woman wants the band to play a room. And I said, Who are you? She goes, My name is Terry Kennedy. I said, Terry Kennedy, you told me to go fuck myself like a month ago because you don't book bands on from New York. She says, Well, I made a mistake. I'd like you to play. I said, When? They go, Now. So the band finished playing at The Bitter End, carried their gear across the street, played at the Rock Ridge. And then the next night they played at Spiral and they got turned down by every label. Okay, the problem was was that they had a guitar player named Lee. And he was 17, and I warned the band not to drink in New York because uh, not to drink and drive because we had like there, there was roadblocks on the West Side Highway everywhere. I said just right. well they got pulled over in a dragnet. But the kid, the guitar player Lee was driving, and I'm in the van with Lee, your friend. He's got to take a test. So they give the kid the you know the the the, the blower and, and right. he blows he blows over. You know, point whatever, point eight. Oh. So they, they said we're gonna arrest him. And the guy looks at me and he goes, I know who you are. You're the guy in twisted sister. And I go, Yeah, he goes, Why didn't you tell me? I wouldn't have given him the test. I said, Because I could have said twist sister, you could have said, I fucking hate your band. And I'm gonna arrest both of you. I said it goes both ways, you know. You don't know, <laughs> can't automatically assume the guy is a fan, right? right. So they arrest the kid. And f- for the next four days. I'm trying to find him in the tombs because the kid is being taken from jail cell to jail cell to jail cell to jail. He's a 17-year-old kid, mm-hmm. like a you know, gorgeous kid too, beautiful looking kid. Like I'm thinking, oh, this is the worst thing that can happen for a kid right. to look like that and to be in the tombs, like the worst thing. Yeah. The reason why it took us four days to find the kid was because he was so good looking. The police were afraid he'd be attacked. So they kept moving him from – the kid was totally traumatized Oh yeah. And by the time we get him out. Um, he returns to Atlanta and he quits rock and roll and becomes a cook. And Clint was the replacement. I never make it. But yeah, the book is about reinvention. So what I do is I painstakingly take people through the twisted method of reinvention. I use the word twisted as an easy um, anagram to understand T-W-I-S-T-E-D because we did it so well and we did it so often after 40 years on the road that we still were, were great enough to be perfect every single time. This is that... One day I was sitting in my living room and I had all my golden platinum records on these in my foyer. You know, there was my ego wall. And man, if you showed me a picture of me in front of that wall, like 30 years ago, I would have said, man, you're like the biggest star in the world. Like you're a billionaire. Like you're the greatest thing that ever in sliced bread. And then look at it and I go, shit, the price I paid for that, the stories that go with every one of them, I couldn't have even begun to to fathom what life was like for example today october 21st is the 37th anniversary of my father's death it also happens to be the 30 37th anniversary of stay hungry going platinum and my father died the day the album went platinum wow so I knew it was coming. My father was sick. I was on the road, I was flying back to New York. He had cancer, it hit him really suddenly. So once a week I'd fly back to New York and on the two weeks before he died, I they said, it's not gonna be much longer. I called the record label, I said, is the record going platinum? They go, absolutely. I said, make a goddamn platinum record for my father and get it to him now. I'm on the road, I don't give a shit. Get it made up and get it to his. get it to my wife at the time. So my father dies on October 21st 1984 and a week later you know in those days you sent out the film to get processed you know you didn't have you know cell phones sure so a week later the photos came back from Kodak and my wife said by the way the record arrived two days before he died and I took this photo and it's in the book that's him holding the album so it's a bittersweet date but again if you would have told me you know oh well yeah you'll have a platinum record someday except unfortunately dad's going to die on that afternoon and I would have thought well that's Kind of, a, yeah, what would you
1: you you would have traded for one for the other,
2: yeah? I mean, okay, great. So, you know, um, that's that's a real that's a reality check, that's a true. and and, I, and on that day that he died, that was the only day he ever told me he loved me. It doesn't mean he doesn't love me, but he never told me he loved me. He told me he loved me that day. I, I went to the hospital. I flew back. I made it to the hospital just in time, just before he died. We walked down the hallway. He put his arm around me and my brother. He kissed us both. He said, "I love you." And then he went, went in the hospital room, died of a heart attack. And, uh, and you know, and that's where life becomes real. I mean, that's where the shit really becomes <laughs> real. You know, and then all of a sudden, you go, "Well, fuck all of it." You know, I don't care about any of it anymore. This is my reality. I worked so hard so hard and this is my pain this day yeah. you know and it was so it's kind of tough you know and I, and uh you know we had many really good times of course but um that makes today kind of unique so you caught me on that day you caught me of all of all days to do with my interview with you it's this day well and i'm i'm I can, honored. Only, I can and i can only tell that story with that kind of emotion behind it today so that's it yeah
1: well i'm grateful to, for that jj for you sharing that and and again
0: we're going to take a quick break and be right back with more Tricky Kid Radio. While we take a short break, let me assure you this isn't an ad you can afford to skip. Simply be entranced by my voice so you can hear from these great sponsors. Tricky Kid Radio is distributed by iHeartRadio and is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and the Google Play Store. Subscribe for free on the iHeartRadio app or on your favorite podcast platform. Subscribe to Tricky Kid TV on YouTube.com for a stunning visual look at all the fun we have here, plus exclusive content, short films, and more. Follow us on social media, our Twitter handle, at Tricky Kid 2, type Tricky Kid Radio Podcast on Facebook, and DJ Tricky Kid on Instagram. Speaking of which, subscribe now to Roy Turner's alter-ego DJ Tricky Kid's amazing Twitch channel at Twitch.tv for retro gaming, exclusive DJ sets, as well as DJ instruction and live streaming of Tricky Kid Radio, where you, the audience, can participate and interact with our guests. Don't miss a single stream, so you can be up to date on the latest on all things Tricky Kid. Subscribe now at twitch.tv slash DJ Tricky Cat. Hey, folks, Steve Bly here in sunny Southern
1: California, and you are listening to Roy Turner on Tricky Kid Radio. So
0: turn it up. Once again, your host, Roy Turner. But also keep
2: in mind, Stay Hungry is out 37 years ago now.
1: Which is I mean, in- incredible.
2: Incredible. It's- incredible because We're Not Going to Take It and I Want to Rock are the two most licensed songs in the history of all heavy metal. I mean, of course, it holds this really unique place with these songs, they're so huge. he wrote a song for the ages. And if you hate Twisted Sister and just can't stand us for whatever reason, well, too bad that we happen to have two of the biggest songs in the history of every man that you can never take that away. And D wrote these songs because he's an incredibly uh you know inventive guy who also doesn't give up. What is y'all's relationship
1: like like now today?
2: We talk every day. The band talks every freaking day. The band texts each other or talks every day because there's always something going on, like a licensing deal that's happening, you know, or let's say that we have a double vinyl record coming out, which is a greatest hits live studio Vinyl, because vinyl is so big these days, you know, vinyl is huge. So we we re-released come out and play in vinyl, that's sold out, they're doing a second printing. And we released um, the the Christmas album, which was a huge hit, which no one expected to be a hit, but it was, and that's out on vinyl. And now we have this thing called Tear It Loose, greatest live studio so one album one one of the albums on the double vinyl package is going to have all of it's going to have like 10 songs which are our most well-known songs which you know probably going to. i want to rock the price we're not going to take right. it i am i me can't stop rock and roll into the blade like the, the the songs that are the most well-known and then the other album is uh i think uh eight songs uh, taken from the best of the British live shows we've done. So most of the great recordings we've done are, happen to be from England.
1: How does an unsigned U.S. band get got on that show? How the hell did that happen?
2: Well, we were signed to Secret Records. So it was booked while we were a Secret Records Act before they went bankrupt. So it was supposed to be a promotion for Under the Blade. So we contacted the studio and said, you know, Secret for all intents and purposes over, but can we still be on the show? Credit of the writers at Kerrang! and Sounds Magazine, we became the super hip thing of these writers. And we had all the doors were shut in America, as I described. You know, we got turned out by everybody in America a numbers of times, including Atlantic Records that ultimately signed us. So the fact that we were signed to Atlantic by a label whose label president in America considered us the worst band in the world made it even more of a challenge.
0: We're going to take a quick break and be right back with more Tricky Kid Radio. While we take a short break, let me assure you this isn't an ad you can afford to skip. Simply be entranced by my voice so you can hear from these great sponsors. Tricky Kid Radio is distributed by iHeartRadio and is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and the Google Play Store. Subscribe for free on the iHeartRadio app or on your favorite podcast platform. Subscribe to Tricky Kid TV on YouTube.com for a stunning visual look at all the fun we have here, plus exclusive content, short films, and more. Follow us on social media, our Twitter handle, at Tricky Kid 2, type Tricky Kid Radio Podcast on Facebook, and DJ Tricky Kid on Instagram. Speaking of which, subscribe now to Roy Turner's alter ego DJ Tricky Kid's amazing Twitch channel at Twitch.tv for retro gaming, exclusive DJ sets, as well as DJ instruction and live streaming of Tricky Kid Radio, where you, the audience, can participate and interact with our guests. Don't miss a single stream so you can be up to date on the latest on all things Tricky Kid. Subscribe now at twitch.tv slash DJ Tricky Hey
2: there, everybody. This is Neil found from Clutch, and you are listening to Tricky Kid Radio with Roy Turner. uh, we brought a manager in because it became overwhelming because you just get tired. I mean, physically tired. How much energy can you expend? You know, you're up all day doing deals and then you have to play at night. Oh my God, I have to play? So I had to make a choice whether I was going to play or manage. I decided I wanted to play and not manage. So I took a break. We hired Mark Puma. Mark Puma came in, took over uh, for better and worse. I mean, you know, we fell apart under Mark Puma. So, you know, we had, we rose, but we were rising anyway. And then D, you know, has said things about, about Mark, over the years that he said, well, Mark wasn't you know as effective as he needed to be to control him, meaning control D. And D says he was out of control, and we just you know he just says it. He's, he said it in his own book, yeah, you know he was an asshole, and he and he look you know, lead singers are are an interesting species. Of, what's the difference between lead singer and a terrorist? And the answer is you can negotiate with a terrorist. You know the book then details us getting back together again, right? Acknowledging. His feelings about what he thought I meant to him and my feelings, what he thought I thought he meant to me. And we were grown men and we basically forgave each other for this and we had a future because we did. So that's the wisdom, another part of the wisdom of it. We could have easily never done that. Maybe the book would have come out, but it would have ended in 1988. I didn't have time to be disgusted over the despicable nature of record company executives, but they're fucking despicable. Many of them are the worst. Like, they're worse than musicians. These guys are equally as narcissistic, equally as fucked up. I mean, they used to be. Our current record company president, Rhino, happens to be one of the nicest people I've ever met. So let's just just say that I won't get into names, but there are notoriously evil human beings out there. (laughs) Okay? Use your fucking imagination as as to who that would be.
1: Twits and Sister comes back with a fucking Christmas album, and it kicked ass. It was awesome. Who
2: writes great Christmas songs? Jews write great Christmas songs. You know, Chestnut Sourcing and Open Fire. I mean, you know Irving Berlin and you know Mel. Yes. And then I brought in VH1 as a partner. So all of a sudden, VH1 is playing our video. Like yeah, like it's we're not going to take it all over again. You know yeah. what I mean? And it was because it was a partnership. It was yeah. a win-win-win. We did those shows, the Christmas shows at the yeah. Times Square, and they were gen- incredibly successful it was sweet vindication and also it didn't hurt that we're not going to take it and come all you faithful or almost identical song so, <laughs> you know, it all worked you know it just all was it was beautiful to see it come back and then add to that the enormity of the band's uh, European and South American following which then brought us into the headlining positions of 125 of the world's biggest concerts you know South America is an unbelievable place for heavy metal bands to play the number one we get to buenos aires and it's like a religious experience like the kids are screaming at you like it's Beatles, and we're not like 20 year old kids like we're 60 year old guys and i've never seen passion south america in general is enormously passionate yes um uh, and and our number one spotify country is mexico by the way okay which is interesting well
1: it just kind of bleeds into that whole culture you know what i mean you know, I, I saw the rush dvd and they were singing the
2: instrumentals they that's exactly what they did they were they singing, were singing the our guitar solos not just the freaking words like all, right. all of a sudden i'm staying in the front and i'm playing you can't stop rock and roll and they're singing the solo which i don't play note for note and it threw me off and i walked back over to eddie and i said don't go up there unless you are playing Note for note, your solo, because they're going to sing your solo. I've never seen that in my life. You guys
1: were much more selective. You guys would only, so every time you played, it really kind of felt like this, you got to be there. How much did that have to do also with how you guys were getting along at the time?
2: The issue wasn't the getting along. The issue was simply money. So we said, you know, we're just going to do festivals in the summer. And we're gonna make our price so high that we can get by. You know, we can play yeah. 10 to 15 shows a year. And that's all we have to do. Perception is reality. Yeah. So if you're a headliner, you're a headliner. And so we didn't want to be perceived any other way. And and I don't we benefited by being away so long. You know, we disappeared before the hairband collapsed, you know, under the weight of grunge. Right, you know, that whole wiped out everybody. That was like the dinosaurs being wiped off the planet Earth, you know, by the meteor. <laughs> right, right? Right. And it happened in one day. <laughs> All of a sudden, it smells like Teen Spirit came out and the freaking meteor came and wiped out the entire MTV, you know, and wiped out everything and replaced it with grunge. It was pretty brutal. But we already had stopped playing, so we weren't crying over it. I was like, I was like, whoa, that's pretty harsh. So when we came back, it was like, wow, you guys went away before the destruction and you came back. Same lineup. It wasn't like one original guy and then five guys whose cousins, brothers, uncle was a roadie for the, or the sound man. It was the band. It was Twisted Sister. Right. New York Steel is what did it after 9-11. It was from that show that the word made it to Europe, The Twisted Sister was back because we blew away everybody in that room and there were some journalists who were there from England. So then 2009 comes, we're going, is it gonna be over? No, they're offering us more money for 2010. And then every year they kept offering us more money. And we keep thinking, are these shows disappearing? And the shows are only getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And so when we walked away a year after AJ died, that was under our own choice. And of course, again, Twisted got out before the COVID came in and like the dinosaurs (laughs) wiped out everybody so everyone all my friends and white snake and all these bands are friends of mine You know, they're all sitting home like oh my god we're we gonna do and we're like going hey we already figured that out like years ago
1: the book is called twisted business the book really spoke to me
2: you should read it because it, whether you like the band as you pointed out graciously or not like the band it doesn't matter uh, it's, it's it's a cautionary tale. Easily on Amazon and certain bookstores, I believe maybe Barnes & Noble on Fifth Avenue has a couple of signed copies left. In case okay, good. A signed copy or book Soup in LA may have some signed copies left. They may, but otherwise you get them, you get them. You get the book in Amazon. I can be reached if you want to send me an email at askjjts at gmail.com, which is ask T-S for Twisted Sister. I answer all those emails. I have a podcast, as you know, the JJ French Connection that's on Amazon, excuse me, that's on Apple and it's on Spotify and it's easily heard and I'm also available on Cameo. So is D. So if you want to give you a personal greeting, everybody's on Cameo and we're always on Facebook and Twitter and Everything else. So, I urge people, if you're interested, to follow up on this uh, on on this show by any one of those avenues. So, being on your show is fine today, and I was able to give my father his due respect uh, today on your show. So, thanks for uh, you know, thanks for actually being that conduit today. Because I because I thought about it earlier today that I forgot about it, and then we are sitting here, I'm thinking, why today, today, today? Oh my God, this was the 37th anniversary. Uh, you know, please do
1: Outstanding Once again, the book is called Twisted Business It's available now JJ, my man, it's good to see you again Good chatting with you uh, The book really spoke with, t- to me And it's uh, it's always a pleasure chatting with you, man We should do this again soon
2: Yeah, you conducted a great interview Thank you very much
1: All Thank right. you, Jay. Cheers, man Take care Bye-bye
0: This has been a presentation of Tricky Kid Media Originals Distributed by iHeartRadio Created and directed by Roy Turner Edited and mastered by Marcus Miller. Theme music by The Buckpets. Original score by Jocelyn Hunt. Artwork by Antora Sandy. Marketing and PR by Francesca Miles. Tricky Kid Radio is hosted by Roy Turner with introductions by me, Dana French. Thanks for listening and we hope you'll join us next week.